out of 24 points to win the game. That's three in a row you've lost, Merlin, he said. Maybe you'll be lucky in love. I've got no complaints, I told him. My bad luck seems to happen mostly when I play cribbage with you. Anyway, that last game was fairly close till you skunked me. Glenn pulled open his desk drawer and put the cards and board away. He looked thoughtful, stroking his jaw with his thumb as he watched the rain rattle against the window. "'Tell me if I'm wrong,' he said. "'But you ain't been gainfully employed since you wrangled Bronx for the M. Cross this spring, have you?' "'You know I ain't. Mostly I've caught up on my sleep, healed some of my horse-inflicted wounds, and waited for the Lord to either run out of rain or send down plans for building an ark. Why do you ask?' "'It just occurred to me that if you ain't working, that could make you a vagrant. And vagrancy is against the law.' "'I ain't no vagrant. I'm retired.' The thing is, Merlin, somebody has to go bring Delbert back. Ordinarily, that would be me, seeing as I draw pay as undersheriff. But with all this wet weather, my bad leg is bothering me a good deal more than somewhat. How'd you like to go collect him for me? So then I'd be employed and a vagrant no more, huh? Nice try, Glenn, but like you said, you wear the badge, I don't. Got a box full of badges. I can make you a special deputy. Well, hell, like I said, I admired Glenn. I knowed his leg hurt him bad sometimes. Besides, rain or no rain, the idea of chasing down a runaway thief sort of tickled my fancy. What does this special deputy job pay, I asked. Supper at Ignacio's tonight on me, Glenn said, grinning. I raised my right hand and throwed out my chest. All right, I said. Evildoers, beware. Merlin Fanshaw, Manhunter, is a-comin'. Glenn swore me in. As I recall, the oath bound me to uphold the laws of Montana Territory and do whatever Glenn told me to, till death do us part. He pinned a badge onto my shirt and gave me a snort of whiskey from a bottle he kept on hand in case of snakebite, rainy weather, or whatever. "'I figure you'll catch up with Delbert somewhere this side of the river,' Glenn said. "'I expect he'll already be tired of the wild, free outlaw life. He might even be glad to see you.' "'But don't take your own horse,' Glenn said. "'Instead, go down to the livery and put a saddle on Big Mildred, my mule. "'She's what you need to get this job done.' "'Now Big Mildred was a local celebrity around Dry Creek. "'Born of a Belgian mare and a mammoth jack, "'she stood a good seventeen hands high and was strong as a locomotive. "'She was sort of a pet of Glenn's, "'and while she wasn't likely to win any beauty contests, "'the old girl had a sweet nature and a willing spirit.' I was about to ask Glenn why I should ride his mule on my muddy manhunt when he told me. The muck out there is hub-deep to a water-wheel, he said. I figured Delbert's pony has gave out on him by now and left him afoot. That would mean our sneak thief is likely pretty well played out himself. Shouldn't take much of a tracker to follow his trail. I took my slicker down from the peg by the door, slipped it on, and stepped outside. Glenn stood watching from the doorway as I high-heeled my way up the rain-slick boardwalk toward the livery stable. Five minutes later I had caught and saddled Big Mildred and was riding her out of town. Most mules have short, thick heads and small, narrow hoofs, but Big Mildred must have took after her mama. Mildred had a long, sorrowful face whose features included a big Roman nose at one end and a huge pair of long, hairy ears on the other. Her feet were less than dainty. Fact is, they could each have well-nigh covered a dinner plate. But Glenn was right. Old Mildred turned out to be just what the doctor ordered. 
Now, if you've never spent springtime on the northern plains, you might not be familiar with gumbo mud. We don't generally get much rain up here, but when we do, it can turn the soil to a gummy goo that'd make your everyday quagmire seem like a dance floor. Wet gumbo bogs down cattle, mucks up wagon wheels, and plumb restricts the progress of whatever tries to travel upon it. I believe that under the right circumstances, gumbo mud could swallow a freight train, tracks and all. Anyway, such was the murky muck Mildred and me, and Delbert the runaway thief, were dealing with that morning. As Glenn had surmised, Delbert wasn't hard to track. His trail led southwest, his pony's hoofprints plain as bullet holes in a bathtub. Delbert had lit out at a full gallop to begin with, the feet of his glass-eyed steed gouging great holes in the wet earth and flinging gobs of sod far out behind. Before long I could see where his mount had slowed to a trot, then to a walk. I knowed my hunt was nearing its end. Sure enough.